in a world where Uncle Sam is two and one, I am one and two, and Bruce is 0-3, we welcome you to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. More specifically, our Fantasy Frenzy episode for week four, where we will break down all of our favorite starts, sits, ads, drops, and sleepers going into a wild week four of football action. Real quick, though, Monday night, the Giants got exposed, finally picked up a loss, and if we learned one thing, it's that Dak Prescott is very overpaid and Cooper and overrated. Rush, <laughs> and Cooper Rush is the future of America's football team. That's it. That's what did it. I say? What did I say? If I chose the Giants, they're going to fucking lose. Somehow, some way, shape, or form. I think just about every team we chose this week lost. Uh, we got six. We hit six of them. We hit six? We hit six. Okay, that's not So bad. it's not horrible, but <laughs> not. we're aiming for better numbers next week. Hopefully the football gods don't penetrate us Hopefully. once again. I'd like to probably think a lot of people were wrong this week. Well, yeah, I would love to see how many people actually picked the Colts over the Chiefs. But anyways, Hurricane Ian, how about that, eh? It hit landfall. Well, it's about. I guess it's about to. We're about. Uh, we're, they're going to get two feet of water. Two uh, feet of water. No, no, well, I'm seeing a video here on Twitter that there's a camera six feet off the ground here on water, on a sterile boulevard. Which up is, to the camera. And it's uh, the water's over the camera. So um, thoughts to everybody who chose to live in Southwest Florida because. Thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everybody's right good. Peace and peace, yeah. Uh, anyways, Fantasy Frenzy Week 4. Uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on this show, so it's something that we got to keep doing. We did tweak it a little bit this week to make it a little bit faster and more of a frenzy for you rather than a hour-long ramble about who to play this week. Right. And somehow in that hour, we only dissect like eight players. So we're going to start out with the quarterbacks. Last week was kind of a, well, bad week for quarterbacks. Uh, somehow, I'll be honest, the guys that you always think are going to do great didn't. I mean, last week, Justin Herbert let you down a little bit. Uh, if you were a Tua owner coming off of the week he had before, you were let down a little bit. Uh, now, More than a little bit. I will say this much. If you have Justin Herbert, if you have Tua Tagovailoa, Start them. We don't really need to break that down. They're going to play well. I think Tua against Cincinnati on Thursday night is pretty much a lock, but there's a couple other guys that I was more interested in. My start of the week is Derek Carr against Denver. And now you may be calling Ooh. me crazy, but... Oh, no, 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 no. But because this is going to kind of go in where I'm going to come in this week. Oh, go ahead. Um, I have both the quarterbacks that you, you just mentioned. It was well, well documented that so far the Raiders have completely underperformed. They're 0-3, but they haven't really been shellacked in any game so far. I'll say that much. Oh, well, they let games get away from them. They've let games get away from them in the sure. third and a fourth the quarter. Detroit Lions. A la the Detroit Lions. And as we know, Devontae Adams hasn't really hit his stride yet, so to say. It's coming. It is coming. And 
on the opposite of that, Denver hasn't really been steamrolled yet. And I think that they're eventually going to because they're not very well-rounded. One of two things is going to happen in this game. That being a divisional game should be a hard-fought game. I agree with you there. Yeah. One of two things is going to happen. Either Vegas is going to walk in, put up a huge amount of points, and shellack the Broncos. And we're going to have full-on panic in Denver. Because realistically, there's no way this Raiders team can go 0-4. No way. They're just too good on both sides of the ball. So I think there's probably a 30% chance they go in there and shellack the Broncos. I think there's a better chance that both of these offenses wake up, both of the defenses kind of sleep a little bit, and we have a shootout on our hands. Because everyone's sitting here waiting for the Broncos and Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and everybody else to get into a shootout. And I think both of these teams are very evenly matched to do so. I think Derek Carr will have a pretty, pretty big week. I think if you're questioning playing him over a, I don't know, Joe Burrow against Miami or Trevor Lawrence against Philly, I'm taking Derek Carr in this matchup to find Devontae Adams in the end zone a couple of times and put up some big yardage. I think they will really have their coming out party this week and pick up a win against the Broncos. On the other hand, my other start of the week, are you ready for this? Jared Goff against the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. If the Detroit Lions have proved anything to us, it's that they're going to score 25 points a game. I think that's pretty set in stone. And if the Seahawks defense has proved anything to us, it's that they're at least halfway decent against the run. Um, there haven't been that many running backs that have had success against them. DeAndre Swift is very, very questionable, probably will not play this week. Jamal Williams has been effective, but the Lions are going to have to rely on Jared Goff to be accurate, to throw the ball in order to not get embarrassed at home by the Seattle Seahawks this week. I will say, this is one of those all-time great Lions trap games where they play a team that they're much more talented than and somehow managed to get blown out at home. Much like, you remember the Monday night football game against the Jets? This yeah. has that game where the Lions have optimism going into it, even though they're coming off a loss. Lions have optimism going into this game to be their exclamation point win. This has all the makings to be that trap game. I don't think it's going to be, though. I think Seattle got exposed last week. Their defense got exposed. I think ultimately golf will have a big week. I think, fingers crossed, Amon Ross St. Brown can manage something this week, get into the game. I don't think he's going to play. If he does. I don't think he's going to. If he does, he's going to obviously be on a snap count. They're preparing for him and uh, Swift to, to be out. And I don't think it really matters all that much. I think okay. DJ Chart could have a big week. I think you might see Quentin Cephas <clears throat> get involved in the offense, Khalif Raymond be involved. A lot of those names of those young guys who haven't really busted yet are going to come out of the woodwork this week. I think realistically this game for me has the most upside potential for TJ Hawkinson out of any game on the schedule. I think that golf could have a big week. I think they're going to have to rely on him. 
I think he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after the way they lost last week. And I think you can expect for Jared Goff to have a big week this week. Um, if I had him. I, I got a feeling he's going to go to be really hitting Reynolds. I think, it, yeah. I, Craig I really Reynolds do. could have a big week in the passing game. It, I'm excited to watch him play this week. I'll say that much. I think that the Lions will have an exclamation point win this week. Guys that I would sit this week. I'm not going to lie to you. This, The way the matchups are going right now, it's not easy to decide, you know what, this guy's going to have a bad week. I, I'll say that much. Uh, and it'd be very easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit Jameis Winston uh, against Miami. Or, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit. Jacoby Brissett at Atlanta, but I'm not going to go with either of those. I think this week there's one matchup that I really, really, really don't like, and that is Trevor Lawrence at the Philadelphia Eagles. Trevor Lawrence coming off a big week last week, put up very nice numbers in fantasy. I mean, my God, that was the first exclamation you point. realize that they lead the NFL in, in- – in yardage right now. I mean, he put up 27.8 yeah. fantasy points last week and against Indy the week before, 20.85. He threw for 262 yards and three touchdowns yeah. last week. This Philadelphia team right now <clears throat> is hitting every single marker that they've set for themselves. Hurts playing out of his mind. Their receivers playing very well. We don't know week to week if it's going to be Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown or both. They can run the ball well, and they're playing defense extremely well. I get it. The Jaguars are coming off of a huge win against the Chargers last week who lost their best offensive lineman early in that game. They were without their best receiver, and their all-pro quarterback was hurt. So the Jaguars are impressive. Not impressive enough to beat a full-strength, full-healthy Philly team in Philadelphia. I think Trevor Lawrence has a little bit of a speed bump this week. I would not play him. I think that that game is ultimately going to be huge in favor of the Philly, and I, I just don't have much faith in Trevor Lawrence this week. Season long, I have all the faith in the world in Trevor Lawrence. I still believe the Jaguars will win their division, but against Philadelphia, I can't confidently play him this week. You might think I'm crazy here. My sit this week, my second sit this week, is a quarterback that most people would never, ever, ever have enough scrotum to sit. If I was a Patrick Mahomes owner, I am sitting him this week against Tampa Bay. The game is supposed to be in Tampa Bay. It might not be. If it's in Minnesota, things are going to be rattled. Either way, Mahomes the last two weeks has not been all that impressive. He put up almost 40 points in week one, and against the Chargers, he put up a 19, and against Indy, he put up an 18. Obviously, they had a debacle against Indy. There's one thing that I am going to say without a doubt. This Buccaneers defense is a lot better than theirs. Is a lot better than theirs. Outside of Buffalo, they will not play a better defense this year. They will not pay better defense against the pass this year because, in all reality, I think Tampa Bay's secondary is probably better than Buffalo's. I get it. Mahomes is coming off of a bum week. They're coming off of a shit loss, as is Tampa. Tampa hated the fact that they lost that game last week, especially in the manner they did. And Brady is going to do everything in his power to ensure that they don't lose this game. 
all, all in all, I think the Buccaneers defense matches up Brady, better. Brady doesn't lose back to back. Brady doesn't lose back to back games. And the Buccaneers defense matches up better against this Chiefs offense than anybody else they're going to play this year. I don't think Mahomes is going to have a big week strictly for the fact that I don't think you're going to see a lot of points in this game. The the Buccaneers offense is battered, riddled with injuries, so I don't know if they have the ability to put up a huge amount of points. But what I do know is their defense has the ability to stop pretty much anybody right now. The Chiefs are not a great team running the ball, and I know they will not be able to run against this Bucks defensive front which ultimately means they won't be able to set up the pass, which ultimately means I think you could see another mid-teens performance this week for Patrick Mahomes. And if I owned him, I can confidently say I have big enough balls to put him on the bench this week. I would start Kirk Cousins in favor of him because why not? Realistically, that's where I think he will rank this week. I think he will rank in – he will be a out-of-the-top-10 quarterback again this week. My pickup of the week – and this is really going to surprise people. If he was available, and say you were dealing with a situation where eh, you're not so sure about Herbert this week with the injury situation, you know, Joe Burrow, you're kind of down on him, even though I think he's a sure thing this week against Miami. Or you're a Marcus Mariota owner who doesn't know what to do. Or you're looking to the future if you're starting Joe Flacco at the moment and you don't know if he's going to be out of a job soon. My pickup this week, and he is only owned in 27.4% of leagues and getting dropped at a rapid rate after last week, it's Jameis Winston. And before everybody goes off and tells me I'm fucking crazy, they play the Vikings this week. Vikings have showed you can score a little bit of points against them. Philly did it. Detroit did it, even though Detroit lost. And... With the possibility of not having Harrison Smith again, that is a big, big, big interception target for Jameis that's eliminated from that game. On the other side of it, Michael Thomas has showed he's still alive. Chris Olave has showed he's an effective target. I think Jameis Winston is going to have high teens to low to mid-20 numbers pretty much going forward. Coming up after they play Minnesota this week, they have Seattle, followed by Cincy, followed by Arizona. Those are three games where Jameis Winston could have very, very viable fantasy games. I think he's currently ranked QB 18. I would expect him to jump up closer to that 12-13 range. And if you need a quarterback, even to toss on your bench and stash, I like Jameis Winston. He's only owned in 27% of leagues. Go out there and take a peek at him. On the other hand, my drop of the week, unfortunately, I think we've seen the end of the road for Phenom and Mr. Elite Joe Flacco. He only put up 4.25 fantasy points last week against Cincinnati, even though he had two strong games before that, putting up 30 at Cleveland and 17 against Baltimore. They play Pittsburgh this week in a game that I think is going to be rather low scoring and kind of ugly. Then they play Miami, where I think the Jets will probably get blown out. And ultimately, he's going to be out of a job here pretty soon. So with Zach oh, Wilson, Flacco? with Zach Wilson coming I think back he's out right now, they got him putting zeros up this week. Yeah, so everybody's counting on Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson is back, you can drop Joe Flacco. I guarantee you, they won't put Zach Wilson back out there unless 
He was 100% uh, he, he healthy. Pa- he passed his uh, medical and his physical today, so he's good with that. So Zach Wilson, the new starter for the Jets, and you can write Joe Flacco off. Also, if for some reason you still own Baker Mayfield, even though he is ranked quarterback 18, uh, I think you could safely drop him and pick up Jameis Winston, and I think that would probably be a very good decision. Moving on now to our running backs. We have none other than Bruce, the tugboat. Vindity. Well, you know who I'm starting? Jamal Williams against the Seahawks. And okay. Because Swift is obviously out. Okay. So, you know, who's going to take on the workload, especially if you have Jared Goff, who's throwing the ball. He is ranked seven. In running backs going into this week. So that is. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Maddie Stafford. Oh, God. Um, He averages 16 touches per game, especially against Seattle. Seattle has allowed 22 points on running backs. Well, and especially that 16 per game is with Swift playing. Exactly. Correct. Being slightly banged up, but playing. So that number is going to be much higher. I think Jamal Williams will have well over 20 touches this week. Yes. Uh, That's pretty it for my first guy. My second starter. Well, real quick before you move on. Jamal Williams showed that in his role, he's going to be extremely effective. Last week, he was extremely effective. Um, He's running hard. He's catching passes. I think more so than that, that's a testament to how well the Lions offensive line is playing. You could essentially plug and play anybody in there, and they're going to perform He's taking the workload this week. 100%. 100%. I think Craig Reynolds. I think you're going to see Craig Reynolds get a little more playing time this week. Well, yes, because Jamal has to come off the field. They want to get him going. Reynolds is, is, is a hard runner that can run in between the tackles. He's a, he's a little faster than Jamal Williams, so they want somebody small. They want somebody that's uh, explosive, and and he showed he could be explosive in the preseason. He was he was real nice, right? So I think they're going to want to get him going too. They need a two headed. All running backs, all running backs right now, all teams want the double headed monster, because if they can have that, it'll keep one guy healthy. Well, running backs. Are your fantasy teams this year? They're putting up the points this year, so you need that two-headed monster, is what I'm saying. But anyway, I like to be quick and easy with it, and you guys can take the rest of whatever the fuck you want to take with it, as what I say. But I'm not like you, so I'm just gonna make it quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna make it easy. My second start of the week, and we've been talking about him, and he's your and I's favorite guy to talk about. He's. I think he will have a. This will be his game, Austin Eckler. Oh, thank God! Against <laughs> who do you who did you think I was going to say? I don't know. I just I, I no. Thank God because Austin Eckler does indeed need to have a very very big and league especially this year. going up against Houston, they've allowed twenty seven fantasy points against them this year. So agree with you there wholeheartedly because I was shopping Eckler all last week. Um, I was trying to see if I could get a King's Ransom back for him, which obviously I couldn't. And then this week I've kind of died down on those trade talks just because I think this is going to be the coming out party, especially with Herbert still banged up, especially with Keenan Allen's 
availability still in question. This is going to be the monstrosity coming out party, 30-point game for Austin Eckler. And if it is not, he will be gone. Off of my team, at least. <laughs> okay. At least he should be. I mean, shit. Uh, all right. Who am I fucking sitting? Now, Real a lot quick, of- before we get into that, here's a little update. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey did not practice today due to a thigh injury. He is day-to-day. Yep. Mm. Continue. Interesting. Uh, sitting him. And a lot of people are going to call me crazy for this, but, I mean, if you've been paying attention to him, you probably won't be calling me crazy. I'm sitting Antonio Gibson against the Cowboys. Okay. I'll be goddamn, Bruce. That's the best thing you've come <laughs> up with on here so far. Now, knowing what they did Monday night, Dallas's D, they held up with, a team that was two and three now. Well, I don't know how many yards did Barkley have. Barkley actually had a really good. Saquon game. Barkley had a beautiful week last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. I will say that. Yes, but that's Saquon Barkley. Agree, not uh, Antonio. I, I agree with that. Especially his workload has been going down. He averages three yards per carry. Uh, oh, and they've been targeting J.D. McKissick a lot. Especially in the past game. Oh, he's a third down guy. When you're playing from behind, that that kind of shit happens. Here's here's my synopsis on Antonio Gibson. Because the Antonio Gibson owner in our league, shout out to PJ, has been frantically trying to shop him. And I understand why. Antonio Gibson was supposed to be that guy that could come out for you, put up 15 points a week, and get out. I mean, that's what we were talking consistent, about. Consistent, consistent, consistent. What we've seen out of him was 16 against Jacksonville, 11 against Detroit, 10 against Philly. And the the Detroit and Philly games, the only thing that saved his production was the touchdown that got him into double-digit territory. He rushed for 28 yards against Detroit and 38 yards against Philadelphia. In the Detroit game, he averaged two yards per carry. In the Philadelphia game, he averaged three yards per carry. And like you said, McKissick is taking up a lot of those receptions. He's only had three receptions the last two games. So if you are an Antonio Gibson owner – you should be wary. You should be yeah. trying to shop him because he is extremely touchdown dependent right now. And eventually he's not going to get that touchdown. I agree with Bruce to the fact that I think against Dallas, he might not get that touchdown. And then you're dealing with four points out of your RB2. Right. That's an issue. Dallas has only allowed 16 points this year. It's 16 points per game average to running backs. Yes. Correct. I'll say this much, and that number is going to be greatly inflated by Barkley putting up eighty, but by Barkley right. putting up a yeah. twenty last week, because realistically against Tampa they shut down Fournette. Yeah, they effectively shut him down. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I if I was an Antonio Gibson owner this week, one I'd be trying to shop him, and two if I couldn't find a home for him, I'd probably put him on my bench. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I actually said something smart. Holy shit. That's a, that's a fucking first. <laughs> first time for everything, eh? Uh, my next sit, that motherfucker, is J.K. Dobbins. He hasn't had the break. He has. He's still trying to work his way into the offense. And he's, he's had he has one it. game, Bruce. He's yes. See, he, he still needs you know time. A lot of people want to, okay, this will be the week with him. Working at, well, come back, way back. I'll be honest with you. He's yeah. he's being he's owned in ninety two percent of leagues and being started in twenty one percent, and I can't justify starting him yet. Correct. I can't, especially agree. going I, up I against with, the Buffalo defense, which is a run stop defense. Yeah, yeah. So, well, guess what? They they were missing their two tackles last week. They were they lost. 
And they're and they lost. They're, they're missing uh, I think two guards this week. No, One's they, questionable. They're missing both of their defensive tackles oh. in Buffalo. Okay. No, no, I'm talking know, I'm talking I'm game. talking about the Ravens. One of their uh I, offensive guards is questionable, I guess, and okay. here I'll I'll say this much. Obviously, I think J.K. Dobbins, he's one of my favorite backs in this league. I think going forward, when we get into the week, uh, you know, 6-7 territory, they play the Giants week 6 and Cleveland week 7. Those are two teams who haven't been extremely effective against the run so far. So I'll go out on a limb and say this. They're trying to get him worked back in. Listen, the guy's not in. Game shape. Game shape. He had Tom. nine touches last week. Yeah. I think you could see similar production for him this week. Right. I think they're going to go slow with him. As I mean, they if need you want to put him in, go for it. He might get a touchdown here or there. But I, I wouldn't start him right now. If he gets a touchdown right now, he'll steal a touchdown, but it won't yeah. really matter. You want to stick him in a flex spot, go ahead. I, I wouldn't even the, I wouldn't I don't even do that. do that. No. But. I think until, until you see that one <clears> game of – mid-teens production out of J.K. Dobbins, you, you can't gotta, start him. I would not Still play him until you see it. guys starting to bounce off of him. Yep, I agree. If guys are bouncing off him, play him. You know, he had seven carries last week for 23 yards. You, yeah, you can't risk that yet. It, we're at the point in the season now, going into week four, where you're either sitting pretty or you need wins. If right. you are one of those teams that needs wins, you can't take the risk on a guy one week off of a massive injury Right, He's back, been back one week off of a massive injury. Going up against the number one defense in the league. I agree, Bruce. Can't start J.K. Yep. Dobbins in any fashion this week. Bada boom, bada bing. Is that, a, is that a double? Did I just hit a double? Yeah, Bruce said two, Bruce said well, two smart What's your next thing there, dumbass? <laughs> that that might have made up for the, oh. the saying start Justin Fields last week. Oh, God. That was kind of a joke, but at the same Continue, time. Continue. Go. <laughs> They're two and one. Are you fucking not hey speed well I have two guys for a pickup. Okay. But let me get to the first one. If you are a Dalvin Cook owner, this could kind of go as a sit factor, but I wouldn't necessarily sit him because he's still playing in the game. But I would pick up Alexander Madison. I would play him. <laughs> I would too. Who? I Dalvin would fucking Cook? play him. It's all, an, he's been no. gay. Madison oh, Madison. All day oh, 100%. Long. Yeah. All day long. It, it, having Delvin Cook on a day to day basis with an ankle injury, you can't, you can't take uh, out, out Outside your two monsters in Cleveland, they're a very good one two punch. And you know what's interesting about that? Alexander Mattinson every year has been utilized as the guy who plays when Delvin Cook's out. Right? Yeah. This is the first year that he's getting 10, 11 touches per game, even when Cook's playing. Correct. Which means now he's that ready. Cook is banged up. He's ready to break up. Again. I, again. Which we saw coming. Against New Orleans this week. You, If, if Madison gets the, to that 15, 20 touch mark, he could have a fucking monster game because yes, he has all the ability in the world. The only problem is he has Dalvin Cook sitting in front of him, right. who has all the all the ability in the universe. I love that. So, if, sooner or later, you're going to see some of these guys. Teams are going to move on from them that can't stay healthy. Correct, and I mean Mattinson's this big. What, that's what happened to James Conner last week against Detroit. He put up an eleven uh, against Philadelphia. 
They couldn't run the fucking ball at all, so he only no. put up a three. Uh, Mattinson's only owned in 45.9% of leagues. Right. Stash him on your bench, especially with Dalvin Cook's health in question constantly. Uh, with an honorable mention, and you just mentioned Justin Fields, David Montgomery is banged up, so I would pick up Khalil Herbert. I think Herbert's actually better than Montgomery. I he is. He's not I, I think he but proved it last week yeah. with, what did he put up, 27 yeah. in our league? Uh, yeah, so Khalil Herbert last week, 30.9 fantasy 30. points against Houston. They're going up against the Giants this week. That Giants front doesn't look all that established yet. Yeah, Williams was out. Correct. He'll be back this week. And Thibodeau's not healthy. Correct. I know. I know. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna see a different team than you've seen in Dallas. Agree. Yes. Agree wholeheartedly. But I mean, the numbers for Khalil Herbert and the first two games playing behind David Montgomery, nine carries, forty five yards. He averaged five yards per carry. He also scored a touchdown against Green Bay. Again. They didn't have any offense whatsoever in that game. None. Even less than the Bears usually do. Four carries for 38 yards. So when he got the ball in his hand, He's he did something happen. with it. Last week, they handed him the ball 20 times. He went for 157 yards and two touchdowns. My God. David Montgomery, they're not going to play him this week, I don't think, because they don't need to. Right. Let him sit and get healthy. Throw Khalil Herbert out there. I realistically think against the Giants, Khalil Herbert could have a 20-point week. Okay. Because the David Montgomery owner in our league, shout out again to PJ, also owns Khalil Herbert, <laughs> and he was sitting there trying to figure out which one to play. No question in my mind, Khalil Herbert is going to be the guy this week. Even if Montgomery's active, he's going to – they're not going to utilize him nearly as much as they have. And I'll, there's one thing about this Bears offense – they will run the fucking ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there uh, Khalil Herbert will get the touches he needs to put up a 20 this week, I think. All right. And drop them motherfuckers if you have them. I don't know why you would have them. Shout out to my brother because for some fucked up reason he took him first overall, didn't he? Rashad Penny. Okay. The dude averages I, like I actually think Rashad Penny is going to have no way breakout game this week. He does not have. He does not show the confidence. Rashad Penny, position fifty-two ranking, averaging five and a half points for a week, and rostered in eighty percent of leagues, and it's dropping quickly. I agree with Bruce. Not showing the confidence to do it. You want to know why I agree with Bruce? I think this is Kenneth Walker's backfield, and we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yet, yeah. I think, but this could be a resurrection for him this week. He's going up against the worst run defense in football this week. That's also true. So I, I'm really curious to see what happens this week. I, but I get where you're coming from. Okay, hundred percent. Play the Lions. Blah blah blah. The Lions, I think blah, this, blah, it's blah. not that. It's it's what it is. More so than a drop Rashad Penny because I agree with you. He has potential to put up points this week. I think this is a start Kenneth Walker week, and I okay. I own Kenneth Walker. In our league. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I do. Did I just trade him to you? You traded him to me. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when I owned Kenneth Walker, I was sitting there trying to make... If, if Eckler wouldn't have been playing yes. Houston this week, you'd ha- I'd have to consider that. Kenneth Walker's going to have a breakout game. It's only a matter of time. 
Just like I think Brees Hall is going to have a breakout game. It's only a matter of time. Those two guys are going to blow up. Rashad Penny to drop? I get it, but I don't have the balls to do it yet. I, dude, he hasn't shown me. I'm playing he him this week. He hasn't shown me the confidence. I'm playing him this week. So. You're starting Rashad Penny this week. Yes, I am. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yep. Well, I mean, I have an honorable mention. I don't know why this guy would be on your fucking team. Rex Burkhead. If you got Rex Burkhead, it's time to drop him. Damien, if you got Rex Burkhead, you need to just quit. Moving on to our wide receivers, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Anyway, that was very, very amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, you're going to my, start, my, my, start of the, my start of the week, I have a couple starts of the week right now. My start of the week is Michael Pittman Jr., Against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans had a big win last week. Yes, they did. But I got a feeling Michael Pittman is just going to tear it up this week. Caught nine balls last week. I've been saying that every week. I'm sorry? I've been saying that every week. Michael Pittman is a very good receiver. And I love him against that defense, that Tennessee defense. So Michael Pittman, he is currently ranked 31, but he did miss week two with injury. So in games that he has played. He's back in now, Mm -hmm. and and now he's ready to go. So I really like him this week against, which I think is kind of a suspect defense in Tennessee. Agree. Uh, Their their defense has been awful. Um, I, I don't know what more you could say about their defense. I'm not I'm not crazy about them, but I, I truly think that he could actually have a really big week. Uh, another guy who I, I took last week to really tear it up and did, I'm going to take him again this week. Oh, geez. Amari Cooper. Wow. Amari Cooper. Listen to me. Amari Cooper is the goods. He had a great game the last goods. week. The goods? He had, he had well over, what did he have, over 20 last week? Uh, Amari Cooper put up 19.6 last week and 20.6 the week before. The goods. He's the goods. He's the goods. Let's Currently ranked wide receiver 14, averaging 14.5 points good. a week. I, after I love Amari Cooper again this week. I really do. I think he's he's the most viable guy that Jacoby Brissett has. 100%. So he's just going to get ass-targeted big time. So you have to play this guy. He's He's going to be the guy. My sleeper this week, one of my sleepers this week, um, Chris Olave. I got a feeling Chris Olave is just going to explode. Well, I really do. He exploded kind of last week. Well, I will he say did, that. Did to a sense, but we haven't seen him really explode yet. I got a feeling he's that third receiver. He's not even considered the second receiver. He's playing behind two other guys. Yeah, between Michael Thomas and Treadwell, essentially. But guess yeah. what? It, it's it's Michael Thomas and uh, uh, not Treadwell. Who is who's the other cat? Jarvis Landry. Oh, Landry. Ah. Yeah, he's like the third guy. I'll be honest with you, Jarvis I Landry's the three Landry. on that team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he's better than yeah. Landry, but I just uh, he's going to explode. You like him? I got I got a couple of guys I don't like this week. Hit me with them. And and. and I, I don't know why a lot of people are 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 high on Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> he is fucking trash. <laughs> Listen, he was trash in Pittsburgh and he's trash in Kansas City. Do not play him, bench him, 
Don't play him. I've been calling that since He's interesting made. to me. He's currently positioned 50, ranked 55. Yeah. He's averaging 7.5 points per game, and he's rostered in 90% of I leagues. know. I know. But he's trash. Don't play him. Get rid of him. Trade him. Do whatever you got to do with him. He did have his biggest week of the year last week. Yeah. Five receptions for 89 yards. That's great. But, you know, and what? He wasn't even a leading receiver on his fucking team. No, he was not. No. So the Chiefs I, I, are spreading the ball around so much right now. You have no idea week to week who's going to do what. Outside well, of as Kelsey. you know, he has to. Because if he doesn't, they're done. Yeah. They are done. Especially against Tampa this week. I agree with you there. Right. Um, another guy I do not like, to be honest with you, Elijah Moore of the Jets. Ooh. I would not play Elijah Moore from the Jets. I really wouldn't. I know some guys think, think kind of high on him. They think he's the guy over there in New York. He had 10 targets last week. He only caught four passes. He's he's not the guy there. He just can't get a touchdown. He's just not the guy, period. No, you want to know who the guy Garrett is? Wilson. Garrett Wilson Gar- is Garrett the Wilson fucking is guy. Garrett Wilson is going to take his spot. Yeah. The problem was Garrett Wilson went down early last week. Yep. And, and he went out, and he didn't come back for the second half. He did come back in for a few plays, but he wasn't there. But uh, Elijah Moore, I, I, I just—he's—he's a, he's a waste of a pick. I, I, you got him I, if you got him on your team, just put him on your bench and leave him there. Yep, he's a bench stash. Yeah, guy. he's just a stash guy. He's a guy to cover a bye week if you have one. Right. But I—I wouldn't—I wouldn't even bother with him. He's—he's he's not real good. No, I he's not real good. I—I I, I don't think that at this point in your season that you want to take risk on a guy. That's just average. He's averaging six and a half points a week. Yeah. Uh, Another guy I would not play this week, Alan Lazard. (laughs) I I mean, come on, dude. This this guy was supposed to be the guy there. What the hell? He's trash. Uh, So, for example, yes, he was supposed to be. Yeah, he's supposed to be the guy. He's got a rookie. A rookie outplayed him last week, Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Yep. Another sleeper. Looking for a guy to pick up. Pick him up. I agree with that. Romeo He's the Dobbs. guy you want to pick up. I, I almost I almost traded for him. I'll, I'll be honest with you. He's going to be the guy in Green Bay. I think so, too. And you know what? Nothing out of Christian Watson so far. Well, he's hurt. Just crickets. I mean. He, he's, not, he's not healthy. And he wasn't healthy coming into this year, and they knew that. But uh, Dobbs is an interesting guy. You know, he, he played with Carson Strong in Nevada out there. And he was his top receiver. Right. So that's he's a interesting guy. Caught a lot of passes in college. He's actually a pretty good receiver. He has a lot of experience. Good route runner. He's the guy you want to. He's a sleeper man. Grab him up if he's out there. Because I don't think he's even owned in a lot of leagues. Well, let's see. I'll tell you right now. Romeo Dobbs is probably up till this week. Up to last week. Dude, well, yeah, he a... had a blow-up week last week. He's only rostered in 32% of leagues and 12.8% yeah. up this week. Unless you're, so, unless you're in a 14-man league where we are and everyone's already fucking gone. That is true. I'm sure he was drafted by somebody and somebody yeah. doesn't even know he's on their team. Do you have a drop this week? I'm sorry? Do you have a drop this week? A drop? A guy to drop? Uh, a guy I would drop? Yeah. I just said. Alan Lazard. There you go. I would drop him. Uh, and I have an honorable mention for you for your okay. drop. Um, it would be 
None other than the Chicago Bears' very own Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, my God. I drafted 60th overall in the fifth round, and he is currently rated position ranking 130, averaging a fucking whopping 1.6 points per week. Who would have thought? My God. Mooney would go from where he was last fifth year. Fifth round. I wasted a fifth round. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what? You know what, though? Let me tell you something. He had a good year last year. But you well, remember I who mean, was throwing him the ball more? Andy Dalton. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't My Justin Fields throwing him the ball last year. It was Andy Dalton. Is Andy Dalton still there? Darnell Mooney. I don't know. Darnell Mooney's stat line this year. Week one, 1. 1.3. Week 2.1. Point one. Point Week one. three, 3.3. 3. Breakout game for you, Darnell. God, Darnell if I wouldn't have Mooney. wasted a fifth-round pick on him and pray for him to put up a 10 one week so I can trade him, he'd already be gone. Well, guess what? There's a lot of guys out there that were making all kinds of fucking noise last year. Oh, he's year. in New Orleans. And, and what are they doing this year? <laughs> Quez Watkins. Look at the points he was putting up last year. Yeah. He, he was a long wow. touchdown. I can't even make it on the field. Can't even make it to the field. Oh, Jesus. Jameis Winston, doubtful to play this week. Andy Dalton will be the Saints starter. I like that. So do I. I like that. that. Oh, who's the tight end? Good thing you mentioned him. Hey, who's the tight who's the tight end for uh for New Orleans? This this could be coming into your next segment. This is your thank you. You set me up for tight end perfectly. Yes. Well, I have a couple of guys to talk about whilst I research who the okay. New Orleans tight end is going to be. But my start this week, and he's almost a guy that you could add because he's only rostered in 51% of leagues, is David Njoku, tight end for the Cleveland Browns. I love David Njoku. They are at Atlanta this week. Atlanta gives is second to last in points allowed to the tight end position, uh, mostly because their defense is not all that great. And you're going to say, wait, Sam, David Njoku is only averaging 8.4 points per week. I take that. Well, here's the thing. He only got targeted one time week one against Carolina. He only got targeted five times against the New York Jets. Last week against Pittsburgh, nine receptions on 10 targets for 89 yards and a touchdown. Essentially, Amari Cooper cannot catch all of the passes for this team. Correct. And now that I think Jacoby Brissett has a little bit of rapport with him and a little bit of trust in him, he could be a very, very, very valuable piece of that team even only averaging 8.4 points per week. The tight end position is so fucked this year, he is ranked ninth. He's only picked up in 51% of leagues, so he's out there for half of you, and after last week's 19.5 week per point performance, he went up 15% in ads. So if David Njoku is on your bench and you don't own Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, start him. If he's available in your league, dump whatever garbage tight end you got on your bench and pick him up. Another start this week for me. Dawson Knox against Baltimore. Dawson Knox has not had the year he had last year. He's currently ranked 28th. He's only averaging 4.2 points per week. And I, I think there's a viable reason for that. They have three receivers over there that are catching, Who are catching this shit out of the ball. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't see him getting targeted that much from... Correct. So far on the year, he only has 11 targets. Yes. 
And he had more than that in two games last year. Now, we'll say this. He's questionable for this week. He got a little banged up in the Miami game. So far, though, he had four receptions in the Miami game on four targets. He had four receptions in the Tennessee game on five targets. Eventually, one of those targets is going to be a touchdown reception like it was last year. And eventually, when... People start actually playing defense on Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and certain receivers start stop that shouldn't Singletary be getting production coming out of the backfield like last week. Correct. Yeah. Dawson Knox is going to be that reliable target by midseason form for Josh Allen. I think this week against Baltimore, he's going to have to rely on him a little bit more than he has. And I think that Dawson Knox ultimately could be that tight end. If you need guy to put up 12 points this week, I think Dawson Knox could be that guy with, a touchdown in, you know, 50-ish yards. Um, guys, I don't like this week. I don't like George Kittle against the Rams. And I'll be honest with you, I own George Kittle. That was a fucking mistake because he's only played in one game last year and he was only targeted five times and put up similar points as Dawson Knox, who went much, much later than him. But the 49ers right now are in a really, really weird spot. And Jimmy Garoppolo's in a really, really weird spot. And I don't really like the way Jimmy Garoppolo is playing football. George Kittle, for me this week, it's his second week back off of the injury against the Rams with Garoppolo. We don't know what the offense looks like this week. Do I think George Kittle will ultimately be a top six tight end by the end of the year? Yes. Do I love George Kittle at Carolina next week? At Atlanta the week after and against Kansas City in week seven? Yes. Do I like George Kittle against the Rams? Especially with Bobby Wagner lurking there to cover some tight ends? No, I don't. I think he has another repeat performance from last week where he got four receptions for 28 yards and 4.8 fantasy points. And personally, I am looking for a different tight end option to start for this week and this week only. Another man that I love this week. I like Zach Ertz against Carolina. Okay. Just going to throw that in there. Anybody against Carolina. I missed that one. But um, my other sit for this week, shockingly enough, going right back to the San Francisco Rams game, is Tyler Higby against the 49ers. Tyler Higby, tight end eight, averaging 8.7 points per game and rostered in 85% of leagues. And that number has jumped up 20% over the last week. But Tyler Higby. Seven and a half fantasy points week one. Ten and a half fantasy points week two. Eight last week against Arizona. San Francisco allows the least amount of points to tight ends, mainly because their front seven is so stout uh, and their linebacking core. keep their tight ends to block. (laughs) Correct. Uh, San Francisco literally allows no points to tight ends. Tyler Higby's kind of fluky for me to begin with. I don't love the thought of playing him because Stafford has so many other options. But this week against San Francisco, you can't rely on Tyler Higby. I will say this. Only owned in 25% of leagues is New York Jets tight end Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin so far this year put up 9 points in week 1, 7 points in week 2, and 12.5 points in week 3. He's only owned in 25% of leagues, 23.2% of that coming this week. Currently tight end four. You need to go check and see if Tyler Conklin is available 
in your oh, league. Here's the thing. Joe Flacco really was looking for the tight end because mm-hmm. that's a safety blanket. I agree. I get that, and I get it. And if Zach Wilson is smart, he will continue that trend. And I think he will. I think I too. Conklin was a very, very good tight end in Minnesota, but that never really got into a rhythm. I think Conklin is much better than people think. I think he's in that same category as like a Friar Muth. I would say that. I'd make that. Good young tight end. Yes, good, young, strong tight end. And I think on the Jets offense, he's going to be a crucial part of it going forward. And I think that's all we got for you today. What about defense? You want to do a little defense? You want to do defense? I'm starting the Philadelphia Eagle defense this week, by the way. You're starting Philly, eh? Oh, yeah. Big shocker there. Every single week. I'm starting their defense. I have to. I have Buffalo, so I don't Uh, care about it. I truly believe. No. I'm that they're sure. going up against Jacksonville, that could be something to really to see. And in their number four ranked defense. Well, I have the Ravens. Uh, so you're starting Philly, which is pretty easy, I would say, to figure out. Um, I'll tell you this much. As far as defenses go, realistically, I don't think you could go wrong playing Kansas City and or Tampa's defense in that game because I think points are going to be at a huge expense. I think it's going to be a rather low-scoring game. I mean, the Chiefs' defense in ESPN leagues is rated ninth currently. I think they will continue that trend this week because I don't think the Buccaneers will have a huge week points-wise. I also don't think Tom Brady will turn the ball over much. But with that said... Not scoring points equals points for defense. So right. I would take the Chiefs. And one I will say I don't like this week. I don't like the Jaguars who are currently ranked fifth against Philadelphia because I think the Jaguars are going to get blown the fuck out by Philly. I love your Philly pick, obviously. You got anything there? Play Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to our fourth. Thank you. Listen to us. Good. Just don't bet on it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to our third edition of Fantasy Frenzy. Tune in this Saturday for our full preview of a ton of NFL Week 4 matchups. If you haven't, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TipBalls and TikTok at Podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, hopefully our Spotify is working again by the time this comes out. Subscribe, 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 and watch us on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you know where to hear us. Thank you guys so much for listening. You'll hear from us on Saturday. Can't wait. Do it again. Am I perfect?